You're watching the Tesla Life live with your host, Mark Cutler. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 304. Am I muted or is it good? You're good. It's good. All right. Good this week. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome, everyone. Uh, got a great show for you this evening. But first, without any more waiting, let's introduce the panel and co-host of the show. Mr. Patrick Connor joins us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Hello out there, Tesla Nation, or or should I say fellow cult members? We'll, we'll touch on that later. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good here. It's nice and sunny. Uh, yesterday we had our first day where we made surplus. We had a, we generated 124% of what our home used. I love this time of year before the AC has to kick on and it's nice and sunny. Although any particular day, the weather could change in the spring. It's it's all over the map here, but uh, good good sunny times. It's awesome. Absolutely. My ears been on since I got back. I had to turn the heat on oh. too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst when you have to. That's run right. Yeah, part of the day and the heater the other part of the day. <laughs> right. And then you're I got my power bill. You're using energy <laughs> upon energy. Right. And that, of I course, is Mr. Mr. Casey Green joining <laughs> us from. Are you still undisclosed, or can we say which state you're in currently? I'm back in Charleston. Back in Charleston, South Carolina, where they now I understand have twelve superchargers since you were gone so long and have come back. They have, um, I think it's eight, could be 12. And then they have another one coming up uh, at, at, at an old mall and in, in a place that I think they should have put it somewhere else. But I'm, I'm thinking they'd probably take what they can get at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lovely small business, go. limited government, enjoying town. <laughs> Actually, I see a lot of people are moving from uh, Florida to South Carolina. Because uh, because of taxes, insurance, uh, and life. Yeah, the insurance costs. is not as radical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and, uh, and, and, that, and the politics are a little that, more to the center center right than than, than whatever the hell's going on right now. In Florida. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hello to uh, just saying Roger and David who have joined us in the chat. Let's uh, let's move on to the first story of the week. And uh, Patrick's got a little bit of a, a cult to tell us about. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So uh, there is a new, I don't know, documentary out there. It's uh, from Vice News and it's called Cult of Elon. And uh, it's about an hour, hour and seven minutes long. Yeah, and I think hour seven. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So... Um, from the title, you can tell they're taking a certain slant on this, and um, they 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 talk to a lot of Tesla fans, some from our community that you guys would recognize. Um, uh, Galileo Russell's in there. Uh, uh, Farjad. Um, uh, there was someone named Ash Martin who I hadn't heard of, which uh, was a, a great person on there, and I'm now following her on Twitter, and uh, uh, great positive attitude about how. Tesla's really doing the right thing for the future of humanity. And uh, yeah, so they they did um, give the Tesla Q, Tesla skeptic folks equal time. And I think they kind of edited everybody generously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because That's a good I mean, way to put it. Yes, yes. Some of the Tesla haters we've um, debated on, on uh, this show or what drives us, including Ed Niedermeyer, and Montana skeptic. And um, you can see, I mean, on that Montana skeptic interview, the guy was going crazy. He had all kinds well, of- I am, I'm glad that they chose Montana instead of uh, logical thought. Uh, they were both in there, but Montana did the bulk of the talking for Q. Right, yes. Yeah, so, um, and it became painfully obvious that, that uh, they were just saying, well, here's the box that Tesla's supposed to fit in and they're not doing what I think they should. And, and so uh, it's like, okay, just because they're not doing the same thing that Toyota does, you don't know how to value them. And so you think they should be worth less than they are. So you're shorting them, but you're wrong. And you've been proven wrong multiple times. The Tesla doesn't fit into that spreadsheet cell 
or that model that you have for what they should be in your head. Uh, and so it, it was interesting because um, one of the thing, one of the one of the few accusations that I will give them credit for is that sometimes when they put out these negative slants, people who are Tesla fans um, throw ad hominem attacks at them for it. They don't say, you're thinking about that wrong here. Let me help you correct. It's like, you're a horrible person. <laughs> and um, I can kind of understand that. <laughs> Here's where you can shove your opinion. <laughs> because they had not listened to reason. Uh, and so you just, I, I've come to the point where it's not even worth wasting your time discussing mm -hmm. anything with these people who are obviously not going to learn from their past mistakes or change their point of view based on data. Uh, but uh, it, it was, it was a, an interesting uh, take I don't know what it, did you watch it, Casey? I don't know if you can get it in Canada, Mark. Yeah, I had uh, I had an issue getting to it. I, I watched the, uh, the the trailer, uh, so I, I saw a few of the personalities and some of their points of view, and uh, certainly I could tell that there was going to be definitely back and forth in this uh, in this uh, production. But uh, Casey, were you able to watch it? I was. Uh, first, let me say the move is the unpacking is going well. So, <laughs> um, uh, it, it does what media typically does with Tesla because Tesla and SpaceX and all the Muskos because they don't understand what's going on, so they 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 frame everything a certain way. But I I, I thought, yeah. given that, it was pretty even-handed and, and and fair. Uh, but again. They're trying to be fair, but still not understanding how a lot of it works. So uh, they, there was some stuff they got wrong, and there were certain points where they leaned a little too heavy to the uh, uh, the the, uh, the anti uh, Musco people. But they were also fair that that uh, they pointed out how early he actually got into this whole you know popularity thing. It was actually pretty early. Like I didn't mm -hmm. I saw it and did not realize that it wasn't when I thought it was, which was at the pandemic time, but it was actually pretty early on, like roaster time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there were early articles about Tesla where at that point Musk was just the chairman and they didn't mention him and he was upset about it. Listen. And yeah, so he has an ego and um, he's a human being. We all have flaws. Uh, so, uh, you know, blame the guy for being human. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they also they also metered that. They, they pointed out that 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 their their compatriots at the time tried to give him zero credit. Oh, he's just a money guy. He showed up at the end, and 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 they pointed out mm. that no, he he did do a lot, and that's why he wants to be recognized for it, not be like, oh yeah, he just gave them a million dollars. No, he he invested his life into the company for years, and and so they were they they did pretty well with that. Um, yeah, and and even um, a lot of what he did was recruiting talent, and. That has, you know, made the whole difference for the company. So even if he's not doing it himself, he's the one that got Franz there, and uh, he and JB came in as a package, pretty much. You know, I mean, so yeah, lots of the people who were vital to the company's success are people that must. He wasn't in. hands off. I mean, the whole reason that we have the yeah. the Max connector is because he felt that it should be smaller in all one thing, and then he pushed the team to do it, and they said that's stupid, and. Nobody else is doing it this way. And he said, make it happen or walk. Yeah. And, and they made it happen. <laughs> I'm that curious. was a very jobs thing. Yes. I'm curious, guys. Do you feel that um, with the current state of Tesla financials and how things have all worked out for Tesla to this point, did the documentary accurately portray that Tesla came out of the, the clouds of debt and survived? Or... Was that conveniently cut out by the Tesla well, was, viewers that were speaking? They even pointed out all the Tesla nairs. And I was like, man, I wish I could have uh, done it just right. Like I saw the writing on the wall. I just couldn't make it happen to become a Tesla nair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did talk about several investors who made a lot of money and, and how. But okay, but then they also turned that around to say that's one reason that even valid criticisms of the company get struck down because so many people have a financial interest in the company doing well oh, financial or uh religious or yes <laughs> cult-like response right but then same on the people who don't believe in in, in in what these companies are supposed to be able to do like they have the exact same reactions but they're not necessarily right. grounded in facts or or the right. facts aren't, aren't there and they're grounded in facts but the facts are quicksand <laughs> that's one reason i like doing this show with with you two um, none of us here are uh, 
Uh, Musk is always right. It's his way or the highway. I, I just, uh, we've been critical when we thought they were not doing things. Um, we talked about that a lot during COVID, how he was a COVID idiot and mm -hmm. uh, his anti-mask stance was stupid. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and so um, I think we fairly criticize. I don't think we're brainwashed cult members. Uh, right. And uh, I hope that our uh, viewers recognize that and, and uh, you know, take this, you don't, uh, turn off your mental faculties. You are a mindful person uh, and think about things skeptically and make your own decisions and not just do what you're told. I mean, that's ridiculous. That was yeah. another thing they touched on in there is that for folks like us who try to be moderate and keep an open eye, <laughs> the razzle dazzle is, is, is kind of blinding and not just for us. Uh, on the other side, there are folks who, who see the razzmatazz and be like, oh, it can't possibly be true. There's not even a nugget of truth in that. And so they just shut down. Right. But really, it's somewhere in the middle, like full self-driving for the next year, for the last five, what, 10 years? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh oh, we lost Mark. Lost Mark. Continue. Yes. Uh, I'll put him back uh, here. <laughs> this is a perfect example. There were a lot of people when they first announced the semi-specs that said that's not possible. And so I just got out a spreadsheet and did some math and said, oh, yeah, that is with that's within reason. And and uh, it's going to take a, just a you know five or six percent battery advancement, and they get there no problem. And that was I don't know uh, three years ago, right? So I mean, there's been more battery advancement than that in that time frame. So um, it's just my I'm trained as an engineer. That's where my degree is at, and so I do the math. I mean, that's just how my brain works. If someone makes a crazy claim, I'm going to say, okay, how reasonable is that? And then I'll have an idea of what I think is reasonable. And if they're within that realm, okay, cool. And if they're out there, then I think they're just, you know, you're talking trash. And um, even with full self-driving. So, I mean, we've talked about that on the show. Um, I've done the math and I think that by 2027, it will absolutely be here, but that's yeah, not that. next year. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but that's, that's looking at how many corner cases are there, how many can they resolve per year and, and doing some speculation. It's obviously conjecture and, everybody can have an opinion. Um, and I'm not going to say mine's right just because I put it in a spreadsheet. That's ridiculous. But, but it gives me You've been pretty good so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and because I'm not just pulling something out of the air and it's not just a total random guess, and I'm, I'm at least trying to do some analysis to put something behind it. And so, you know, when I hear must say it's next year, I hope he's right. But it, it, I, I'm also not just going to believe it because he said it, that I have a reasonable expectation of 2027 and anything before that is upside. Yeah. Uh, there were also a couple of my friends that were in there. Like, they made, like, little cameos, didn't know it. And I texted them, oh, like, hey, cool. is it you? And they're like, no, <laughs> it can't be us. And then, like, they showed up again later at the end of the show. I'm like, that's definitely you. And... <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did they see it and they, it confirm it? Uh, is I gave it? them the link. So hopefully they watched it. I'm curious what they think. Okay. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's um, it's it's obviously it's something worth watching just to see uh, both sides of the picture. Um, but uh, what what I don't understand with the Tesla Q people is that uh, mm -hmm. enough time has passed that a lot of their arguments, as Patrick said, their view of the company doesn't fit in the box that they have on their spreadsheet. You think they would have learned by now? Like it, <laughs> it's been a long time. A lot of people that were betting against Tesla in mm -hmm. uh, in the stock market lost their shirts over this. Like there's got yes. to be people that understand what happened, and that uh, and that uh, Tesla is uh, is not the same entity that they want to shove inside that spreadsheet box. It's something that's, different. That's where that's where they brought on Mr. Spiegel and Logical Thought, aka, and oh. <laughs> and the short shorts, all, all in the same oh. thirty seconds, because uh, because yeah. they're like, hey, here it is, 2022, 2023, whatever they published it at, and uh, and here you are still saying that they're they're all uh, smoke and mirrors, but yet clearly, yeah, they're a significant portion of the auto, who, auto industry. Who remembers the early days of the Model Three with oh, people mm -hmm. taking pictures of of parking lots? With, uh, with 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 rows of Model 3s and the saying that Tesla was hiding the cars because they couldn't <laughs> sell them. Like, I don't know how many pictures we saw of that. And it was just insanity. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's what people, when you're slanted to a certain view 
and you're thinking yes. that the, the whole world is this way, mm -hmm. you know, or what, what's the saying? When, when everything, uh, when you think you everything's a, a nail, you want to hammer it. Like that's all there is because you were in the mindset yes. that I'm looking for nails. There's nothing but nails. And that's, right. that's what they want to hammer. So it, it, it right. kind of pollutes their mind and their decision making. A good example of that is uh, they, they brought up the, the battery swap demo. And yes. then they said it never happened. It totally did, it happen, did happen. But uh, because they, they were actually kind of on the right track, it was a ploy to, to get, get the card credits. Uh, but it was also real. Uh, but it was, it was made super inconvenient. You had to schedule it in advance. You had to come by at the right time. You had to swap your battery. You had to come back, swap your battery back again. It wasn't like, like it was shown on stage. Uh, as far as speed and convenience, but it it was real and it did last what uh, a quarter, um, Patrick. A few it months. Didn't last long. <laughs> For me, that that's a perfect example of. Um, I thought the carb credits were ridiculous. The way they had them structured, that they heavily favored. Um, H two O. No, uh, uh, um, hydrogen fuel cells. Yes, hydrogen mm -hmm. fuel cells. Thank you. I couldn't uh, get the words out. And and it was it was like seven to one over EVs, and um, fuel cells are never going to be the future of personal transportation. It's it's ridiculous, and yet they had it so heavily leaned in that direction. The person who was in charge of the Air Resources Board in California had come from that industry, and it, it was it was it was totally dumb. And so the way they couldn't exclude EVs in any way except refueling time, and so. Um, you didn't actually have to have a network. You just had to show that you could refuel within that time. And so Tesla's public demonstration met that requirement. And then they were able to get equal carb credits as hydrogen, which is what they should have had in the first place. Yeah, so I think they had to actually I, I don't, do it. And that was why they did it for as long as they did it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Tesla was completely justif justified in that. And then um, Here's the thing: uh, if they ever, for any reason, brought it back, your car and my car can still do it, even though the Model Three right. and Y yes. and New X and S can't. <laughs> There's no way they're going to bring it back when they Hell have no. a structural battery <laughs> back, uh, as their future. But, but yes, my car is still capable of that. If, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's great. Uh, in the, and of course, in the notes of uh, this show, you can see a link uh, if you'd like to watch the uh, documentary and uh, check it out for yourself. And, uh, the links, the links didn't work this week. <laughs> uh, well, search it oh. on uh, Tubi. Uh, that's that's where it's available uh, in the U.S. at least uh, for for free, uh, and it's available. So uh, check that out uh, if you have some interest. Next, uh, we're going to jump to the state of New Jersey, and uh, whoever's been telling you that uh, demand is low for EVs, they don't live in New Jersey, obviously, because <laughs> New Jersey has an incentive, a state incentive available for electric vehicles, and they just ran out of money uh, in that uh, portion of money they set aside for EV incentives uh, about uh, double the time that they expected it to. So like uh, they did. That's right. right. That's right. Yes. We've covered that on here a couple of weeks ago. Or so this is a, this is another boat. state uh, that once the incentive uh, was announced, uh, people were rushing to collect it and uh, used up that fund uh, quickly. New Jersey is looking at if they can repopulate the money or have to wait for another term. Still has not been determined, uh, but uh, you may have to wait uh, another six months uh, in order for them to top it up based on the uh, state's uh, annual uh, allotments of monies and where they go. Last so, time uh, this happened, they, they got you back the next tax year. So um, do still file everything if you qualify and then just don't count on that money and then it might show up and you can yeah but 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 That's look funny. into it on your own like don't expect it uh, if you right. if mm -hmm. if you're filing in uh, the uh, the money is gone uh, it you know as as the rules state in the in the actual law uh, the money has to be there if it's not there typically you don't qualify so keep okay. that in mind yeah, uh, in, in, in the, the previous one that might be why they changed it in the previous one you know they just you know if we can we get back to you and then it filled up they didn't pay everybody back but they they got another tranche and, and then it was done yeah and uh dana also uh, chimed in that same for oregon so as we spoke about right. uh, a few weeks ago next well, illinois uh, too when... illinois just ran out <laughs> oh wow 
Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. There is demand for sure. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of demand for something different, Casey's got our next story about the uh, about a wheel uh, that uh, is in demand and another one that's not quite as in demand. <laughs> this one disappoints me as a as a yokeaholic. Um, <laughs> you must be yoking. <laughs> so uh, Tesla has has kind of backtracked and and now the Model S and X ship standard with the round wheel, the one that blocks the screen. And um, you can still pick the option during configuration to get the yoke. And you can still get the yoke done after the fact at, at your service center if you buy an inventory car. I, I kind of like the way they were doing it before, where uh, may, maybe maybe make the wheel the default, but still they were just free. You could just pick which one you wanted. And then mm -hmm. after the fact, it was $750 to switch. Uh, I thought that was fair. But uh, this one, as a yokeaholic, I feel like... Again, as we keep saying, you know, if you see what you want, get it. But now it's like, I still haven't tried uh, the yoke. I would like to uh, go uh, do a test drive with the yoke. Uh, I will check that out. You're gonna need, you're gonna need about an hour uh, to three, depending on how plastic you are. And right, um, yeah, like the first ten minutes, you're going to hate it, and if that's <laughs> yeah. how long your test drive is, well, then you're, you're going to leave with the impression that it's just horrible. But yeah, I, I see your point, Casey. I'm, I'll, I'll so, tell them that I need a three-hour test drive. Yeah, <laughs> this is what I used to do, and, and get it get it on the Friday before a three day holiday, and then you're just stuck with it. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know if the uh, local Tesla store will let me do Would that. Allow that? Yeah, <laughs> I did it about four times. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, now Casey is uh, if if it defaults to the round wheel now, and you go and select the option of changing it to a uh, yoke, is there it's an additional charge? Two hundred and fifty dollars. So yeah. it's not seven fifty, but it's still. Yeah, I think it should be free because you're getting less material. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <too>. Less atoms. <laughs> if if it if it if all it is is a wheel and that's the only difference, I I think it should be I think it should be the uh, same price. It should be free, but uh, they, obviously they obviously with the number of switches that they got when mm. they did offer the ability to change your current yoke to a round wheel. The amount of people that must have got on board with right. that immediately must have been overwhelming uh, because uh, for Tesla to turn around and based on the data that they know, look at this, everybody wants a round wheel. We should just go back to the round wheel and uh, offer it as may, an option for the yoke. Some, some of the early yokes had a, had a workmanship issue where the, uh, uh, the lower corners would uh, lose their covering and... Um, Mm -hmm. So perhaps this is a cover for them to switch the material out uh, before they decide what they actually want to do with this. Maybe. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, for all the people cheering, it's it's, it's not any better than the yoke in any way, except that it's got a top. Uh, you still have the capacitive touch uh, turn signals. You still have the horn button turn uh, capacitive touch. But just like before, you can still palm the right-hand side, wherever it happens to be in the turn. And you get a horn, and the airbag module is not a horn, and you still or, get stuck. Or if you're confused in the middle of a turn, you uh, signal and it beeps. Just <laughs> palm both sides of the wheel, and you're good. Yeah. So hitting the turn signal while turning would be really difficult. Like that. you had to track Whereas, it with yeah. the stock. Yeah. It and it was easier with the yoke because you you had that little uh, reference point at the bottom of your uh, palm, and mm. now that's not there. Um, and, and then, so again, it's still stockless. So, so your, your headlight flashers, your turn signals, your drive selector, they're not on the wheel. And the stuff that is on the wheel is still a capacitive touch, just like uh, Mark and I used to have with our, our Gen 1 volts, where it's like, you accidentally brush the console and all sorts of shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, exactly. I didn't want the bun warmers on, but now I'm hot on there. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's interesting, and we'll see if Tesla makes a change as it as it moves down the road. But uh, note uh, to David uh, Watts uh, in the in the uh, comments, yeah, he talked about how uh, Elon has been a believer uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, the non round wheel the, the yoke, and uh, certainly that's true because if you take a look, David, in the uh, early drawings of the Model Three, it had a yoke in it. Uh, and that's, uh, in fact, uh, the 
the people that bought the car and got the uh, the little com commemorative picture of the car, uh, it's clearly stated in the Franz drawings of the Model 3 having the yoke. So, yeah, yeah Elon has been committed to yoke, and he has been for a long time. Well, I think the other comment there is that um, there aren't supposed to be steering wheels in these things of any type by now. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's what he told us. But uh, so so he points out that, uh, that that Bjorn had trouble with traffic circles. I do traffic circles with with uh, with with a certain amount of frequency, and it's not it's not an issue for me. But maybe he's in France with the multi level. I know yeah, Bjorn's not yeah, in France. Bjorn but maybe is, he's is in Europe, France with and, the... <laughs> and uh, those those traffic circles are like Gen three compared to what's over here in North America. <laughs> But, the uh, triple level. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would see a little like, confusion with that. When you're going yeah. out of a traffic circle, you're turning left and you have to signal right. And right. so getting to the signal can be a problem if you... Yeah, it was an official one without the stock. That, that is harder. Uh, but if you just right. don't signal like a lot of Americans do... Um, <laughs> <laughs> then it's no problem at all. I don't see the difference. Yes. <laughs> If the car auto signaled, that would be nice. Which it's which supposed to do by now. He, he keeps saying yeah. how it's supposed to do it. It's smart enough to do it. And then like I know it cancels, but does it? Like if it sees you drifting <laughs> without signaling, it should just signal for you. Um, if it's in FSD mode, it does signal when it's driving. Oh, sometimes, sometimes. Don't forget, FSD will just jump in a lane and then signal after the fact. <laughs> that. As if you have it in Mad <laughs> Max mode, because that's how it, it's Signal before you step on the brakes, please. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I tell all the people like, uh, as I... A rage cuss at all the people in front of me. Signal before you break due to the car. Um, I I suspect that we may see the woke, uh, the wheel yoke uh, from the Cybertruck as that gets yeah. closer to production. I think that might be the new standard. Um, that could be because they had a, they had an issue with the material on the yoke as well, right? So yeah. they yeah. they're already looking at separate materials uh, for the yoke because. They've had some issues in recalls, so right. It was uh, it, for for folks who aren't familiar. If you've ever had a leather couch where it like or office chair where it like peels, um, that's kind of exactly what was happening. Even though this isn't animal leather uh, on on this particular one, yeah. So that's hmm. next. Across the border to the north, here in Canada, uh, announcement was made that the Model Y. Uh, had been uh, a special version of the Model Y is now available in Canada. And that, of course, is to make it compatible with our $5,000 federal uh, credit that is offered mm -hmm. on electric vehicles here. So Tesla has decided to introduce the rear-wheel drive only Model Y with LFP batteries, uh, which gets about 248 uh, miles of range. So just under that uh, 250 mark that Elon likes to quote, and actually this car was available at one time for a short period of time until Elon nixed it and said it has to be over 250 and they stopped selling it. But uh, the great thing about this, uh, this car rebate is that once you've got a base model that's under the $60,000 Canadian mark, that mm -hmm. means the models that are above it in, in such case, the all-wheel drive, uh, regular battery, uh, that becomes eligible for the credit as well. So nice. uh, Canadians are going to get the option of getting $5,000 off any flavor of the Model Y except for performance. So uh, that's, a, that's a plus so that these two vehicles are now uh, a little bit, uh, I guess you'll get a little bit of a, a rebate uh, on the purchase. The other information about this is it's been speculated that these cars are not going to be built in Fremont. They're going to be built in China and shipped to Canada. Wow. For the base wow. one. Only for the wow. base one. Because they have the LFP battery and they have the rear-wheel drive only, which is a variant that China has been selling and continues to sell. The whole time. So they don't have to train anybody in Fremont or Texas That's right. to do it. That's right. Or sense. slow down a line to, to have it working solely on this, this lower volume out. car because the X, they suspect that it will not sell as well as the regular all-wheel drive Model Y here in like Canada. You guys nerfed well. Model 3 that had, that had like 200 mile range or less. Exactly. Nobody, right. Exactly. And you could never upgrade it. Uh, nope. Because, nope. Of, because of Canadian law. <laughs> That's right. So uh, it, uh, it's, it's Tesla's done something to jump through hoops to get this car on the rebate list. And it looks like they've been successful because it has been added to the government website as an eligible vehicle now. 
So it'll be interesting to see if they do come from China uh, because uh, that would be a first. In that same vein, um, the Model 3 Classic is back. Uh, in, in Europe, you can get the Model 3 long-range rear-wheel drive. Not in Europe, only in the UK. Oh, sorry, only in the UK as a fleet purchase. Yeah. Um, so business fleet. So, Mark, yep. that is interesting. Do you think it will be uh, off-menu versus uh, right there on the website? Well, it can't be off-menu if it's going to qualify for the credit. Yeah, the regulators have to find it. It has to be on the menu. <laughs> but I can guarantee mm. you, just like the Model 3, it won't be the default selection when you come to the screen to order the car. You'll have to choose the drop-down and choose the, <laughs> choose the other one. But uh, <laughs> the, the China aspect is kind of interesting. Uh, we've, you know, that's... Yeah. That's something that I wonder if that will have some extra regulatory things that they'll have to jump. This car contains 100% Chinese content. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> and that's the other thing they're not telling you, right? Is that uh, all the screens are in Mandarin. So <laughs> I think they would do that to you, but uh, like, like, I think they would just pull all the levers they could to make you not actually buy that. Exactly. But have it on exactly. sale for the government. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would and every, be every time you, Every time you say, damn, Mandarin, it says, should have bought the all wheel drive. <laughs> uh, yes that would be fun that would be fun and infuriating for certain people for sure next patrick's got a story about an update about giga texas and their possibly now lower uh, capex costs that's right so this story comes to us from tasmanian and is titled Tesla Giga Texas Battery Factory will enable 70% lower CapEx per gigawatt hour than industry norm. And so this is an article that covers the update that Drew Baglino gave during the recent Q1 update. And uh, this was a, a question that was part of the um, retail investors questions and he gave a long answer to it. I'm not going to go through all of it, but, but here's some of the things that uh, is covered in this article. Uh, for the cell factory, Texas 4680 is partway through building, commissioning, and selling and operating will be 70% lower CapEx per gigawatt hour than a typical cell factory when fully ramped in line with what they described at battery day. So but this, this, was, this isn't using all the battery day tech, though. Right. Um, okay. But they also mentioned that they are... They've made some changes since battery day and they have a more manufacturable version of the 4680. Uh, yeah. They also talked about how they uh, have uh, the Corpus Christi lithium refinery that's coming up in May. And they also, where is it, um, have uh, anode and cathode refinement uh, going on and how all of these are going to work together. They've got, uh, here we go, 50% quarter over quarter through the yield has increased 12%, peak rate uh, increased by 20% through yields have improved by 20%. Another team has accomplished 25% reduction in the cost of goods sold over the quarter, and they're on track to achieve steady state targets over the next 12 months. So this is, this is huge. This is, um, they need to ramp this up before Cybertruck comes out later this year, and before certainly before its volume next year, there you go. Yeah, it's 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 more of battery day, right? Uh, execution yes. of battery day, I would say, is uh, that, that they've known that, that these different key parts of the battery uh, sourcing, uh, the actual uh, manufacturing, uh, the process, all these things combined together gets that price of batteries down uh, and uh, allows them to uh, uh, make a vehicle uh, more achievable for others to purchase uh, based on being able to reduce it. So again, more great news uh, as they continue to hone in on the 4680 mm -hmm. uh, and its abilities. That's that's good news. And as Patrick said, because they're going to need a whole lot of them once Cybertruck starts to ramp, uh, they need to have those processes buttoned down uh, and efficient uh, in order to make a Cybertruck uh, as cheap as possible and still profitable for them. Right. And then in, in the Cybertruck will probably be their first priority, but then as they continue to increase their volumes, they're going to move other products to this. If it's, oh, yeah. if this is their 
most capex efficient battery they're yeah. going to put everything they can everything. on it um so so if it could do 70 percent with today's tech but at full speed what can it do with the, the changes they've already made that, that you mentioned from battery day mm. plus all of the 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 concepts from battery day were we looking at 80 percent 90 percent well, like as Patrick has mentioned before uh, in this podcast, is that uh, over time, every year, everybody's gaining about five percent on those yeah. uh, on those battery packs in uh, energy density alone. Uh, so you're right, Casey. As time goes along, uh, this is just going to get better and better for them. It's it's going to roll exponentially uh, with these advancements and changes. Uh, it's and with and with the time of actually starting to manufacture with the battery and learning yes. that you know based on the chemistry based on the process we could do this make this change make a little bit faster reduce this all those things come into play once you start getting into mass uh, production of anything uh, the ideas start to flow based on what you're actually seeing and feeling in real life. Yeah, the cool thing about this is they're not going to stop innovating. They're going to continue to make improvements. And they're doing it exactly right. You need to be able to do this at scale. This is not about making a one-off in the lab uh, that used a little bit less material, or uh, it's being able to mass produce these. Yeah. Next story we're going to touch upon, it's a story that's after Patrick. So they, this story is <laughs> after Patrick specifically. Patrick has a... Uh, well, you, oh yeah, you both have unlimited. That's right. Yes, it's, yeah. it's both. It's it's after both of you, and we want to see if you're going to budge because now Tesla's saying if you buy a new S or X, we'll give you three years of supercharging. But if you're trading, wait, in, there's more. Uh, yeah, it, it, but behind door number two, if you're trading in your car <laughs> as unlimited supercharging, then we're going to give you six years instead of three. But wait, there's still more. You don't even have to give us the car. You just trade in your supercharging, and, and we'll, you can keep both yeah, you cars. you can keep the car, because we don't care about the car. We just want to get you off the books for supercharging for life. Right. So, uh, again, supercharging for life, a exceptional benefit having that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tesla's looking to try to reduce that number for some reason. And there must be a lot of S's and X's out there that and a few Model 3s that uh, have this option. Oh, yeah, to the Model 3s. Uh, yeah, so... I, I'll tell you why they want me off of it. Uh, the so, uh, trailer <laughs> holding. That's why they want you <laughs> off of it. Supercharging yeah. total for life so far is 21,405.23 kilowatt hours. So oh. 21 megawatt hours. <laughs> wow. Patrick, yeah. you're nowhere near close to that, are you? Oh, no. My... No. Uh, Lifetime usage is probably, uh, and most of that is in, done in my garage, is probably below that total. Yeah, oh, no, that was you, just supercharging. Like, if you want all of right, that, I know. I mean, yeah, your supercharging total is, is more than my more entire than your lifetime. Total. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I've done a couple trips down to San Diego and I've done a couple trips around the state where I'm supercharging, but for the most part, I just charge at home. So, uh, this, this enticement that they have. I can give up my supercharging free for life to get supercharging for six years. That, that's not tempting. That alone, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, free forever is uh, a lot longer than six years. <laughs> right, right. Because when you think about it, my car, my car and Markstar are approaching. Uh, they're in their fifth year now, so so it would been one more year than than we've had them. Then, then the supercharging would go away, versus. Never. Yeah, and yeah, and I'm mine's almost seven years old, so I would already be past this. Yeah. And and uh, yes, yeah, I'm I'm really not their target market because I don't use the supercharger that much. Although anytime he's, they have he's their target market, yes, definitely. he's their target market. This guy over here, he's the one yeah. they want. Um, but um, even just um, financially, anytime you have something like that outstanding, the the way that they have to report it for for gap purposes is uh, assumes worst case. It assumes oh, yeah. I'm I'm going to just do all of my charging and I'm just going to drive twenty thousand miles a year, uh, regardless of what the actual data shows for past performance. So right. uh, I can see why they want to get rid of it. So so my total charging, uh, including supercharging, is thirty nine thousand uh, six hundred eighty seven point six one kilowatt hours. So almost forty megawatt hours. So so 
just slightly more supercharging than than solar charging. Yeah, so that's uh, it's not going to entice Patrick or Casey Tesla. So you better come up with a sweeter <laughs> deal than that. So yeah, uh, they right. had they had an offer where it was worth five thousand dollars on trade in. The and Model Three, yeah, they gave me five thousand to give it up. Yeah. Yeah, so that one's that one's more interesting to me. Okay. Um, all yeah, right. that, that you're seems giving, fair. You're giving too. them hints. Okay. So, yes. Yes. Uh, one one thing that came up for me is that um, there was a a, a couple cases where uh, somebody's unlimited supercharging car, solar charged at home, got totaled through no fault of their own, and their lawyers were able to get them significant payouts on the supercharging because that was part of the car and it's not available anymore. And so, right the person who caused the crash had to make them whole again and you had to assume that they were going to keep this car for 10 years or more and that added up yeah uh, I bet it did. yes when when my model s was rammed by that semi truck uh and it, and it was in the shop i got the uh, insurance company to pay for the gas for my um rental because they're like oh well you have to pay for charging i'm like no i don't and then, uh -huh. and then, exactly. then they said well what about when you go home i said then i've got solar and so they, mm -hmm. they begrudgingly gave me like $25, dollars because I literally drove the car home, parked it, and then drove the Volt until the, it was ready, and then drove their car back to them. <laughs> so it wasn't right. It wasn't much gas, but it was the principle of it. No, no. <laughs> the insurance companies are going to try to pay you as little as possible, and all these things that are intangible in ways have a value that you have to put a dollar amount on it and then fight for it. Yeah, it was substantial because. They don't offer it anymore. That was that was literally yeah. free fuel. Right. Yeah. I have supercharging for life. If somebody totals my car tomorrow and I have to buy one that doesn't have that, I want to be compensated in some way. And if it's especially if it's you know their fault completely, yeah, know, they better pay. And just like you, me, and the people who were compensated already, we we both have solar at home and right. we mostly charge at home and well. Mm -hmm. Other than my supercharger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't see mostly Casey. <laughs> yeah. 45% charge at home. <laughs> Next, let's go on to the Tesla, which of course has been modified again a little bit. So the newest version of the Tesla now gives you the ability to do some trip planning. You can now go to your location area. And uh, it's not as robust as a car yet, but you can go to the location area. And now you'll see in the search uh, bar at the bottom, the word navigate is in the search bar. So you can just type in a city name, pull it from the list or a combination of that, and uh, it will do your trip planning for you and uh, show you the route to take, the supercharging stops, the amount of time to stop at those uh, locations. And they'll even show you the amenities around that particular supercharger that uh, you're taking a look at. So again, it's not perfect yet, but again, as we've mentioned on this show several times, that we believe that once uh, Tesla started to bring other EVs into the mix for their superchargers, that they would make the experience as seamless as possible for those newcomers, as well as Tesla owners uh, that may want to use this uh, when they're not in the car. So it's uh, it's a great little feature add, and I believe there's more coming to this as time will move along. Plus, the more portable they make the um, the code, like if it runs on your phone, runs on the car, runs on the legacy cars, and they can just yep. say, hey, throw me a, a navigation module. Uh, if they can just do that, it would, it would save them manpower. So... And then, exactly. of course, the consistency of the experience, no matter where you are, it just it just works the same way. Yep. Yeah. I just plotted a 3,000-mile trip, and it did it all right <laughs> on my phone. There you and, go. Uh, <laughs> it's going to take me two days to drive it. but And he's, he's leaving right after the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Android now? It's, it wasn't when I checked earlier. Yes, it is. Uh, cool. um, and, of course, the version is 4.20.69. <laughs> of course. Elon the man-child. <laughs> Next, yep. Casey's got a story about California and what has happened there. A nice little improvement. So they've hit their EV target ahead of schedule. Yeah. And, uh, and the, 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 this one's coming from Electric, and they pointed out this is not the first place to do so, and they won't be the last. Uh, I, mm. I want to say that Norway was, if not the first, they were one of the first. Uh, I think they were the first, just because... Norway and EVs. It's right? Norway. Yeah. 
So so their target was 2025, and it was set back in 2012. And, That's the uh, part that I find most amazing about this, is they set this target in 2012, so yeah, over like right a when the bolt ago, and the leaf just and, hit. Yeah, and, and there was not a whole lot of data, so it was really hard to actually be able to plot. Uh, we've seen this, you know, with, with uh, an S-curve, where that hockey stick happens can radically move dates. And uh, if it's uh, a little early, a little late, you're going to be way off. So the fact that they were uh, over a decade ago, they were within a couple years, that's that's great. And of course, uh, I'm happy to see it's early. And you can't have, if you make predictions um, that are too early, people are just going to discount it as crazy. So yeah. so this is, this, is, this is a great prediction. And so they've, they've currently got 1.523 million uh, EVs on Californian roads. And it nice. shows, it shows if you've ever been to California and driven along their <laughs> roads, it is remarkable the amount of EVs that are in that, uh, uh, especially that uh, freeway lane, uh, the, what is it, the HOV lane HOV. that EVs are allowed in. It's amazing the number of EVs that are on the road in California. So, uh, one thing that's been coming up this week, this week, in all the comments of the articles, is all the people whining about, oh, it's only one percent, one percent. Yeah, it may only be one percent of the total deployed fleet, but what percent of the the new sales and used sales were they of the of the total deployed fleet? And we're finding that they were like what 10, 15, 20 percent even, and uh, to the point where, as as Tesla pointed out on their conference call, the Model Y was the second best selling car for the quarter. Yeah, car just. Period. Like, and like, if you if you discount the F one fifty, then they were number one. <laughs> well, they were the best selling car. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the 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 trucks that outsold it were not not cars. They were trucks. <laughs> and uh, right. there's Derek uh, commenting in the uh, in the chat. Uh, Derek's in California, and uh, he says he's living that life now. Uh, where <laughs> there's a ton of EVs around. Uh, I'm curious, Derek, in your neighborhood, when you go out, do you see a, a, a number of, uh, of EVs in your neighborhood? Have you seen that number increase over the past five years? Uh, have, you, have you seen that proliferation happen around you? Be interesting to know. Next story. Uh, yeah, this is uh, just an update. Uh, not really an update. It's, uh, it's just more confirmation of EVs taking hold worldwide. In the UAE, uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, a taxi company has just ordered 269 uh, Model 3s for their taxi fleet. Uh, not a huge number, but a, certainly a sizable order. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's, uh, it's, it's a large number probably for the UAE anyways. And uh, this, is a, this is a story about a taxi company trying to get their, to their sustainable goals that they've set for themselves. They want to be 100% electric vehicles uh, in the next uh, four years. And uh, this is going to get them to 80%. And then uh, they believe they will achieve their goal that they have set out. But again, this is one of the countries with a ton of fossil fuels underneath them, uh, what they mm -hmm. sell, what they, what they have as an export for that country. And here's a country that some of the people in it are saying, you know what, we need to be sustainable. We need to move off of fossil fuels now. And I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and move my taxi company away from fossil fuels. And I certainly uh, give my uh, hats off uh, to this group that uh, has decided to put their money where their mouth is. Oh, Norway did this too. <laughs> They're one of the largest producers of oil in the world. And uh, what do they do? Uh, EV taxis galore. So my, my question here, uh, what happened to all those looses? Are they just going like all, all the princes or do they like just stockpile them all? Because you would think yeah, they're, they're not taxis. taxis. They're not taxis. <laughs> well, I mean, princes are taxis in Germany. So what's wrong with the lucid being a taxi in UAE? Well, it's... It's probably <laughs> it's probably economics when you look at 269 uh, the bill for Lucids or Model Threes, probably a big difference. Uh, yeah, Wherever they, they might have the a, they might have probably a, not subject maybe to, three four hundred percent difference. Right, right. It's probably they, not subject to airport few, luggage and <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, but they have a they might have a few Lucids and the, you know you pay an, a premium to get those, so those are not for the uh, oh and the taxi around, randomly picking people up. And then you, you mentioned that this was 80% of their fleet. 
And I'm guessing that the other 20% are um, uh, high, high occupancy vehicles, vans and things oh. uh, for, you know, a larger group that wants to get a, get a taxi somewhere. And uh, it'll be nice when we have more form factors of EVs that uh, can address those. Yep. Factors with some range. Yes. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of range, that's a great segue for Patrick's next story. And that is about battery degradation and what yeah. Tesla right. with their data has provided. Right. So, yeah, we talked about battery production. Now let's talk about battery degradation. Again, this story comes from Tasmania and is titled Tesla vehicles experience just 12% battery degradation over lifespan. So Tesla has released this data and they uh, show how vehicles are degrading, and um, this is to be expected. Uh, in fact, this, is, this has been one of the FUD factors that people say, oh, you're going to have to buy new batteries every three years, which is ridiculous. So it's nice to see Tesla putting out this data to say, yes, there is some degradation, 12% over 200,000 miles. That's what you can expect. And of course, that's an average. Some do a little better, some do a little worse. And um, they have their standard deviation in there, and you can see if, uh, I don't know if Mark's sharing the it's sharing. Oh, yep. yeah. So, so on the screen right now, you can see my actual car. So this is my uh, Tesla Model X. I have the uh, 90D. The uh, 90 pack has been. They've released data in the past that compared the 85 to the 90, and uh, the 85s are faring better. The 90s are degrading a little bit faster, and yeah, you can the see. The 100s both outclass the 90 in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have about 9%, 9.5% degradation. And uh, you can see I'm just over 6.5 years old. And uh, not as many miles as Casey has. Uh, um, uh, I don't have the mileage on this one. Nobody uh, has that many miles. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, according to testify, one other person has, has the mileage I do. <laughs> oh, there's, there's, uh, there's Casey's data. Yeah, so 12, 12% uh, on average for 200,000 miles. Mm -hmm. That is a fantastically good figure. Uh, a lot of people were really scared about the the uh, battery being um, uh, warrantied for 70% uh, over a time period. That's uh, so much better than uh than that uh so and that of course is the older the older cars right it's the mm -hmm. it's the uh the model s and x um interesting to see as to what happens when they start collecting the data from uh our model threes uh, as they're now approaching five years old uh that would be interesting to see is is it going to change that 12 percent? is it going to go up is it going to go down what will the average do when you start uh, looking at the model threes and model y's as time goes along i think it'll get yeah. better because you guys have There's better batteries question. than my 100. yeah david's asking me this question here uh, how am i determining my degradation level i'm using a an app called tm spy and um it uh, gives you a whole lot of data about the vehicle. And um, one of them is battery capacity. So uh, that's what I'm using. And then th there have been a few times where I've, I, I've charged to 100% before a road trip. And so I'm, I'm also looking at that. And it's it's right in line with what TM Spy has been telling me. So most of the time, I only charge to 70 or 75%. And I, I collect the TM Spy data at the first of every month. So I'll be collecting the uh, data soon in, you know, next week. Uh, and uh, every time I get a software update, I also collect it then too, just to see if if the software changes the number drastically because oh, yeah. they have adjusted that in the past. And um, some users of um, Model S certain packs, they they made some significant changes, and um, some owners got pretty upset because they reduced the range. And and some of them even filed a class action lawsuit and got a small settlement for it, which Tesla knows. They collect the, the data on these batteries all the time. And if they're reducing the range, there's a very good reason for it, right? You've been overstressing them, causing them to degrade too fast. And uh, so they're not just doing it arbitrarily. Um, they're doing what's best for your vehicle. So I'm not sure why they were upset by it. But then again, if uh, I lost 20% range tomorrow on the software update, I might be a little upset too. Yeah, 20% would be tough to follow overnight for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. that. That upset people, especially since the cars they did it to already were range limited. And uh, yeah, 
I mean, but yeah. at the same time, do you want it to burn your house down? No, you don't. <laughs> That's I, worth twenty percent. Sure. That. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, that is that is uh, interesting data, and of course, that was the huge question when Tesla started to roll out in the beginning: uh, was uh, how long would their batteries last? And mm -hmm. uh, you know, nobody had a real good answer. Tesla, of course, had an answer, but it, it wasn't time it's from the company as of yet, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So uh, it it was something that um, that uh, everybody uh, in the industry wanted to to weigh and look at. They weren't quite sure, but now we're seeing vehicles that are, of course, that are you know 15 years old. Uh, we're seeing uh, vehicles that, uh, heck, my original Volt uh, is is over 10 years now. Uh, so those those figures are starting to come in, and uh, it's starting to uh, prove that the EV uh, definitely can uh, outlast an, an ICE engine vehicle because, uh, because of 200,000 miles, uh, which equates to you know, close to 320,000 kilometers, that, uh, that is a sizable amount that I know none of my cars in my past history have ever come close to reaching uh, those type of uh, numbers. Uh, yeah. I've had a vehicle that went 260,000 kilometers. That was my max. Uh, and then at that point, transmission went and uh, that, that's it, you know, unless I wanted to spend some serious coin on it to keep it going. Uh, but uh, that was, you know, 11 years later. So it's something that, uh, the Tesla knows that uh, people are going to want to keep that car for 10, 12 years for sure. Uh, possibly depends on the person, but uh, having, having that longevity built in that it can go beyond that. And certainly with 200,000 kilometers, that's going to push my current car uh, probably into the area of plus 15 years. Um, so that will be interesting to see if, uh, if we get that far, I know some people that uh, we, we even interviewed, um, uh, we've got uh, high mileage. Rob was on our show uh, some time ago. He's now at over 300,000 kilometers with his model three. And he's into the other maintenance issues where bushings, uh, shocks yeah. have to be changed now because the car has gone beyond those original parts, uh, control arms, uh, have to be modified, changed uh, in order for the car to continue its smooth driving. So those are things that are happening with all cars. It's just great that our power plants, the things that drive the car, the transmission engine uh, combo uh, seems to be something that will last longer in an EV than it will in an ICE car. Mm -hmm. And then after 200,000 miles, the battery's not worthless. Uh, by any means it's not uh, at zero i mean so there's still quite a bit of life in there yeah you're going to have less range than you did when it was new but you can still drive it um and uh if it gets recycled that's it's still got all those materials in there that um there's some trade-in value on that yep and this exactly. is done for 70 percent at that point when the battery is useless um so if you had a uh 325 mile model three minus 70 percent you're looking at, um, that's not what I thought. <laughs> 240 some, what is it? That uh, sounds right. Yeah, so we're still talking over 100 miles. So it's no longer, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a city car by any means. Although uh, if you take 70% from a Nissan Leaf classic, then, then yes, that, that is yeah. definitely a city car. <laughs> yeah, it gets to the point where it's uh, no longer viable, but certainly the Tesla with the larger pack, it's going to be good for some time. So, well, we'll be on this journey for some time. So uh, we'll certainly report on it as we see it. And the, the yeah. iron packs are, are supposed to be even more uh, long-lived. So, Right, exactly. And some of those will be going to Canada soon. Has China ever shipped from any uh, cars to the to the North America? Nope. I mean, well, Tesla, Tesla China, no. Tesla, Tesla China has not ever shipped anything here. Yeah, but I mean, any of the major um, well, Chinese well, not companies, for sale. They uh, did they did fly a couple of Model Threes over to show them how it's done. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, so I'm just so um, today. The major vehicle exporting countries are the U.S. and Germany and Japan. And uh, South Korea. I mean, I'm, 
uh, South Korea. Korea. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. So, so is this going to put, is this the first, uh, of putting China on that list? Well, well, China certainly has started to add to that list, uh, shipping cars to Europe, uh, Europe and Buick, of course Cadillac. to, um, uh, to, uh, Can Australia. You... There's mm -hmm. been a few okay. different things that they've started and they, and it is believed if you believe Sandy Monroe, that there will be a wave of Chinese cars like BYD and others, Neo and others that are going to jump and start selling cars, uh, not only in Europe, but move to North America. And there right. are, there is some evidence that they are coming, but at yes. this point, not in North America, but definitely it's happening in Europe already. I don't think that, that, uh, that Elon calling Shanghai, their export hub was hyperbole by any means. It, it was probably mm -hmm. quite accurate. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So it, it is Sandy something. Monroe, right. Yeah, it is. It is something that uh, is coming. I remember back in the 70s uh, when it was the uh, the uh, Japanese uh, that we had a wave of after the fuel shortages of smaller cars coming in, setting up dealerships and starting to sell. And that was the beginning of Honda, uh, Toyota and others. So it's uh, it, we've seen that in North America previously. And uh we're bound to see it with uh, with the Chinese, uh, we believe. So we shall see. We have a new co-host on the show now. That's right. That's Mojo right. joins us. Hello. <laughs> wave. Hello. Get a wave. No, not going to get a wave. <laughs> oh, well. That's Dr. Mojo to you. I see, I see your stethoscope there. <laughs> So with that, uh, I think we will wrap up uh, today's show. Uh, any uh, shout-outs from you, Mr. Casey Green? Um, well, just catch us on Sunday, uh, me and Moto at uh, YouTube.com, at Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. Uh, you'll get uh, some Tesla content and some oh, yep. <laughs> some of the other uh, brands, as well as like your home and you know clean air. We just have ourselves a little bit of chat. It's a blast. Very good. Yeah, and I'll exactly. answer Eric's question. Uh, my Model 3 is about two months short of five years at this point. And uh, I typically only charge to 80% um, unless I'm going on a trip. Haven't done a trip in quite some time. So at 80%, I'm getting just under 400 kilometers. Um, so maybe 390, 385, somewhere in that area for 80%. So I've lost a little bit, but uh, not much compared to when I got it. I was getting just over 400. So that's that's my story at this point, almost five years in. Patrick, any shout-outs from you? Yes, uh, you can find my writings at carswithcords.net. And I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And um, in uh, related Tesla news, I need a new roof, but I have Tesla panels covering my roof. And uh, so I just went through and looked at the contract and... Uh, they will take them off and uh, uh, and then put them back on afterwards for just, it's 350 bucks for, in my case is what they quoted me. And the, and the contract guarantees it'll be 500 or less. So that was nice uh, because the reason that I'm thinking, oh, that's, that, that's fine um, is because we have, we have two solar systems on our roof. The other one we had installed um, before Solar City was even in business. And that company is long gone and out of business. Uh, so I'm, I'm getting quotes to have that removed and the, um, most of them are not returning my calls. The one that has wants $5,000. Oh, good. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather pay the, the Tesla system is far bigger and more panels, uh, much more of my roof covered. They only want three fifty, and the other one that's one corner, they want 5,000. I will, will Tesla uh, give you a quote on the other one. Tesla will not touch the other one, oh, um, even though it's tied into the power walls. It goes through the uh, Tesla home energy gateway. I, so I was, I, I, yeah, they just said, no, that's that's not ours. We don't do that. It. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you double. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not going to do it. Really, yeah. I'm like, hey, I mean, we'll, they, we'll sell you a nice solar roof. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth it to expand uh, and just At that make price, it all absolutely. Tesla. Just, uh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> then, then you can go up and just throw the panels off the roof. You don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, for $5,000, I might just get the ladder and go do it myself. Uh, <laughs> Make sure you rent the safety equipment. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I have a steep roof pitch, too. So, uh, oh, that's I'll, always I'll, fun. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that's the project for this summer, and I'll, I'll be giving you guys plenty of updates on how things go. Get, get a uh, quote on the solar roof, just just for giggles, and, and I'm <laughs> if, it, uh, if it's well, enticing. So we have a 15-year... Um, Tesla no longer offers these, but way back when I got our, our uh, solar panels from Tesla, we got a power purchase agreement, and it's a 15-year uh, power purchase yeah, agreement. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that was a, a sweet deal. We got the state incentive, uh, and we got they were running a, a special at that time. We got $1,000 from Tesla, and I had to, so I didn't pay anything up front, and, nice. and all I do is buy the electricity that it generates. So I was like, okay, you, you're paying me and I get to buy electricity cheaper than I do for my utility and pay less for it. I mean, and-, and then when the lease is up, it's all yours? Uh, so the, the, I was, uh, since I had the contract out just recently, I was looking at that because I, I'm, I was curious. And um, it, it says at the end of that, I can um, opt to renew the contract or I can opt to buy it out at a price to be determined. But it's going to be fully depreciated, so I don't I don't know how much that that would be, or I can have them come out and remove it, and uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how hmm. that plays out. Um, yeah. Yeah, you've definitely got some options to think about as you approach and, that fifteen years. Yeah, sure. and yeah, so that's coming up uh, in twenty twenty six. So my current uh, solar company is also a roofing company, so hopefully <laughs> it'll be a lot easier to get them to just do a one one swoop. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. hoping. Exactly. <laughs> well, with that, uh, we want to thank everyone that's been viewing. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up in the video. Uh, press that subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, join us next week as we get together and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Patrick's forgotten something. Goodbye, cult members. And remember to live a future free from fossil fuels. There we cult go. Mission, baby. <laughs> <laughs>